almost no one raises the real issue of tax avoidance, right? And of the rich just not paying their fair share. I mean, it feels like I'm at a firefighters conference and no one's allowed to speak about water. Today we walk into this house with an iconic South African plant, the Alu Ferox. We must take the bitter with the sweet. It is a matter that uh, uh, is under consideration. And all I would say is that watch this space. Welcome to this week's episode of the SA Money Report. This financial podcast is brought to you by Fin24 and hosted by Deputy Editor Ahmed Arif. If anyone's made the drive on the N3 from Joburg to Durban, or vice versa, one thing they know is that Van Rienen's Pass is a nightmare with trucks, especially when they're overtaking each other at like 5 kilometers an hour. But the N3 is one of those critical supply chain routes. As evidenced by the July unrest when the highway was shut down, that's when those apocalyptic fears of shortages come up. However, we have thousands of kilometers of unused railway tracks in SA belonging to Transnet that are crying out to be utilized to transport stuff for private companies across the country without battering our roads. Helping us to understand how this works and why it's important is Fin24's writer at large, Lisa Stein. Hi, Lisa. Uh, in a nutshell, can you explain what Transnet is hoping to do next year with its rail infrastructure? And is this plan something new, or has Transnet just suddenly seen the light? Hi, Ahmed. All right, so, well, they're calling it third-party access, which essentially is allowing private operators to make use of the network. Think about it the same as you would use a private vehicle to use the national roads. Um, So it's as simple as that, really, and the idea isn't particularly new. It came up in 2017 in a white paper, and then it came up prominently in the President's Economic Reconstruction and Recovery Plan last year. So while the idea isn't new, what's new is there is now political will. And uh, how much unused or underutilized transnet rail infrastructure is there that this whole thing can take advantage of? And why has it been dormant for so long? So there's huge capacity in most places. Uh, The estimates are that only 30% of the network is actually being used. That's with the exception of the coal and the iron ore lines, which are pretty full up. Um, But the dormant, why it's been dormant for so long, I think, you know, the rail performance has been particularly poor. So rather than demand growing, we've actually seen people leaving rail to use the roads just because it's more predictable. Um, And in logistics, that's a big thing. So that's one of the reasons also to have all the trains that could optimize this network. The private sector is estimating it's going to cost about 45 billion rand in rolling stock just to have those extra trains that can really take full advantage of the rail. What's the estimates of how much cargo can actually be moved off the trucks on our highways uh, and onto the actual rail network through all of this? The African Rail Industry Association conducted some in-depth research and they reckon that about 58 million tons could instantly come off the roads and onto rail um, as soon as you allow private operators to use that rail. Then the the research done by the University of Stellenbosch, uh, which was commissioned by Operation Volendela, they reckon it's as much as 73 million tons. But again, it's likely to be cargo and not necessarily coal and iron ore where they're at maximum capacity. What, what kind of private companies are likely to utilize Transnet's rail network? And by and large, what has the industry's uh, reaction been like? 
Industry is super keen. They've been preparing for this for a long time, even before the 2017 white paper. One rail operator who operates in the rest of Africa called Traction, they've been around for 34 years and they said to me that they've been preparing for 34 years for this day. So they're keen, they're very excited, and it seems like it will be those rail operators who have experience in other African countries and have made it work. Also, big trucking companies, apparently the likes of Unitrans are very keen on this um, and fully understand the benefits of moving their cargo by rail. Does this translate to more investment in South Africa given that interest? Well, yes, of course, first of all, the private sector is going to pay to use the, the railway line. They're going to invest in rolling stock. Banks will get involved at some point where it can't be funded themselves. Um, and businesses will be more efficient than before, so perhaps there's growth opportunities there. There's also this idea that some, take for example a coal mine in a remote area that really needs reliable and efficient rail to make it work, make the business work, could now actually open on the basis of third-party access to the network. And so you'd create jobs as well. How is this going to benefit Transnet? now, well, which obviously, like most of our state-owned entities, hasn't actually been doing very well. Right. So first first benefit is that it's budget neutral. It's not going to cost Transnet or government a cent. Um, if anything, the private sector is going to give them money. Uh, Transnet recently reported an 8.4 billion rand annual loss. It's the first annual loss they've reported in recent memory, if ever. And so this is a huge new revenue stream that can be used to maintain the network which they have to maintain anyway, but only they were using it. And as we know, we're underusing it. So it's just a whack of money. Lastly, Lisa, from your side, do you think there's going to be any backlash to all of this? I mean, some wrongly thinking that government is basically privatizing Transnet's rail infrastructure. And then you got the truck drivers, the so-called trucking mafia, potentially causing havoc. What's your thoughts? <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's pretty quiet for now. Uh, it is not privatisation, and I, I think the unions at Transnet fully appreciate that and understand that. In terms of the trucking companies, as I said, most of the big players see the opportunity and they're ready to pounce on it and grab hold of it, so they're all for it. As for the trucking mafia, um, I suppose anything is possible, but it seems to me the trucking mafia is very centred on coal logistics in South Africa, and perhaps that's where it will stay. Thanks for that, Lisa. This brings our show to an end. The music in this episode is courtesy of Getty Images and Epidemic Sound. This week's installment was produced with the help of Amy Gibbons. Thank you for listening.